This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some wonderful friends and loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, wellness, and so much more. Today, I have with me the wonderful Alex Scolari. Alex is a New York-based fitness instructor currently teaching on the digital platform Obey Fitness. She was born and raised in Los Angeles and moved to New York City after getting her BFA in musical theater from the University of Michigan. After touring North America as Lisa Hausman in the national tour of Dirty Dancing the Musical, she moved back to New York City and started teaching fitness classes as a side job while auditioning for Broadway. One thing led to another and several certifications, fitness studios, and thousands of students later, she now eats, sleeps, and breathes everything health and wellness. She wants her students and clients to feel sexy and confident and understand that working out doesn't have to be a chore, but instead can be really effing fun. Cannot wait for you guys to hear my talk with Alex. She is truly amazing. Um, But before we get into it, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star rating and a review. This truly does help extend the reach of the podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and the love. You can continue to show us the love on social media by sharing this episode, post about us, tag us at solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the conversation. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, we have polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can also play along with. All right, with that, let's get into today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. I have with me today the beautiful, amazing Alex Scolari, fitness instructor on Obey Fitness. Alex, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to catch up with you. Um, For those who don't know, I used to work with Alex on Obey and um, I always just love like watching you in the box, like kind of um, chronicling your dating journey stories (laughs) and things like that. Um, And just your just general like, I don't know, optimism and determination to just like you know, keep going and find love, like pick yourself back up, all of those things. But very excited to just hear, you know, more about like, yeah, how things are going for you. Yeah. And I just want to say before we get started that I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. I have listened now to so many episodes and you're just killing it. You're made for this. You are so like smart and set up such a safe space and listening to it is both interesting, but so like warm and nurturing at the same time. So I just wanted to tell you that I love you so much. I missed you and I can't, I can't wait for this. I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Alex. I love you. Awesome. Um, Well, let's get started kind of at the top. How were you taught to love growing up um, and how were you loved by your caregivers? Oh, my God. Getting right into it. Um, That is such an amazing question because I truly believe and I actually think about this all the time that your childhood really forms who you are as an adult. And I have learned that 
so much, especially recently. And we'll obviously get into this, but I'm in like the first healthy relationship that I've ever been in, which is awesome. But it really gets me thinking because I have all these old habits that I need to break. But before I guess we even get started, I should tell everyone that I'm an only child to a single mom. And that relationship is both amazing and equally chaotic and intense and just powerful and there's so much love and there's fighting and there's no boundaries and it's kind of just everything and the way I explain it to people this kind of only child and single parent um, but I think even more so being two women like a uh, single mom to an only child daughter is you know when whenever you're maybe fighting with someone or even just talking to someone and there's a third party there so this could be like a child with both of their parents or three friends but you're really going at it with one friend usually the other person will then kind of you know step in or act as a sounding board or maybe you won't fully go for it to that person because this other person is there and you don't want to be embarrassed in front of that person there was no sounding board there was no third party growing up there was not another sibling <laughs> or anyone to kind of you know step in and mm -hmm. that was both amazing and again at times like just totally um unique and special to me but uh in short i think i was taught to love fearlessly and again powerful but kind of with no boundaries and a little bit chaotic and that is definitely bled into the relationships that i've been in um mm. my mom is this super mom this amazing amazing woman intellectual without ever having to go to college the most well-traveled person just such an incredible incredible generous kind being um but you know it's two women with big personalities and so that definitely has defined me um but she was an incredible mom and showed me a specific type of fierce love that i'm very grateful for especially now i really wouldn't have wanted it any other way but i definitely learned to love in a non-traditional way, for sure. That's great. And yeah, I, I feel like I can sense that just like one, knowing you, but then also the the few times that I was able to kind of get to meet your mom or see your mom like work out with you and everything. Like there's this like really like trust and just genuine desire to want to know like you as an adult, like it's easy, I think in a parent-child relationship, right? Like to be, um, you know, seen as like the child to them, to them. And she's the mom, right? And we have these expectations. But I feel like you guys do a really good job of just like, just seeing who you are as individuals and just like trying to work towards like loving and accepting that. Um, I don't know, yeah. is that far? Is that far off? <laughs> no, it totally makes yeah. sense. And also like, you know, but that has been weird too sometimes because my yeah. mom is also my friend, you know, mm -hmm. and especially now that I'm an adult, but also she is my parent. So we had kind of this close relationship growing up. And it would be like these two different relationships in one relationship. So then when my mom would try and parent me, I would be like, F off. Like, you're my friend. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell me what to do, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's definitely, and we still have that like to today. It it's just, it's crazy. We will fight and I'll like tell her to F off. She'll tell me to F off. And then like two minutes later, we forget and I'll send her an Instagram meme. And it's just like this insane two people just, I guess, trying to thrive and survive. But yeah, it's definitely been unique and awesome. But that was pretty much my 
I didn't really have like um, a love to witness, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, a child who would have two parents together, whether that relationship was maybe beautiful or, or terrible or something in between. I never really had that I never really saw, you know, a bond with two people. And I think that also Mm. definitely um, has affected me growing up as well, not in a negative or a positive way. It just kind of, you know, is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it does kind of determine or or just has an impact on like, yeah, the kind of um, gray areas or different ways that love can show up, you know, it might not be in this nuclear family with one dad, one mom, two kids or whatever. Like it could, it comes up in varying different ways um, in terms of like how we care, how we love, how we just like, you know, teach one another how to love each other. So where do you think you did kind of learn about love, relationships, dating, things like that? I think that I learned truly by doing. I am a relationship girly. Literally ever since I remember like one of my first memories, I was in preschool and, you know, I had a marriage ceremony under the monkey bars to this little boy, probably (laughs) 2.5 years old named (laughs) Philip. And my best friend Shannon also had a crush on Philip, but I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to be married to Philip, but yeah, there's something (laughs) in me since I was little. And maybe, you know, I don't want to say those two words, daddy issues. And I I also want to say that my dad wasn't um, really involved in my life in the day to day, but there was no bad blood there. You know, he, he passed away when I was a a senior in college, right? Just graduated. But I think that again, my mom was, uh, did such an amazing job at protecting me. She kind of made like, nothing was too big of a deal, you know? So when I would mention like, wait, but why isn't my dad like, you know, front row at this musical that I'm doing. She's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. You know, some some dads are, some dads aren't. And every she kind of like brushed things off, which that was a defense mechanism for sure. But I think really protected me. And and because of that, I ha- kind of have like this this big heart for him, and and so much empathy and sympathy. And and the memories I do have are good and and are fine. Um, but just kind of you know is what it is. But I think that maybe because of that. I was always searching for kind of that male figure in my life. So I said the preschool thing, that's, you know, obviously a joke, but I really have been in a relationship pretty much since I was a freshman in high school. And I would be in three-year relationships and then two-year relationships and one-year relationship and six-month relationship. I was never really have been that girl that's dating a bunch of people at once, um, I would just find someone and to be perfectly honest, most of the time would totally settle or, or try and change someone or, you know, my, one of my favorite qu- quotes, Maya Angelou, when someone shows you their true colors, believe them the first time I would be like, you know, colors would be flying in. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like second time, third time, like 300 times later, I'm like, no, he's still good. He still loves me. Like he's still on the apps and texting other girls and cheating on me, but it's fine. So I really learned so much through so many relationships that I've been in. And that kind of circles back to what I said in the beginning was I am really in my first healthy relationship now, which is crazy. Cause I was like, and I'm really still, this is what I'm currently working on is I'm learning how to love in a healthy way. And I truly did not know that before. I have just been in toxic relationship after toxic relationship. Obviously they had their ups and downs. It's not completely their fault, not completely my fault, but for whatever reason, I was just choosing these men that 
didn't really want to be with me or they were just in a space in their life where they just weren't ready to have a relationship. And, you know, those, those, I have a lot of bad habits too, but you know, like those TikToks that you'll see of girls, like having a girl's night. And then it'll say like, when, you know, you're having a girl's night and you notice that the boy you're dating, like his, his followers has gone up by one on Instagram. And then it shows mm. it's like the law and order theme song and the FBI and everyone's searching. All the friends that are... was me. Like that is literally, <laughs> that is me. And I would just spiral. And yeah, that was all my past relationships. It was insane. That kind of like anxious attachment style of just Oh my God. Yes. I, I, and I tell Sam, that's my fiance, that I'm so happy to have met him when I did meet him because Mm -hmm. it was the first time that I really felt like I loved myself and I kind of knew what I wanted. And I had actually, I, I read that book. Um, the attachment styles book in like the first few months of dating Sam, because when I met him, I was like, okay, holy shit, this man is amazing. He is so secure and so healthy and so no drama and is giving me everything I want. And it seems to be so easy in the beginning. He's saying what he feels and he's really doing the things that he says. And so many of my friends like sat me down. They were like, listen, like this guy is it. And if, if you do something wrong or if it ends, like we're taking his side, it's, it's going to be on your you, fault. Alex. Like it's not, we're going Straight with out the gate. It's I, you. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> shit, I have to start as they say, I kind of hate this expression, but doing the work, like literally. Mm-hmm. And I read that, that book and I am 150% an anxious attachment style. And I realized that so many of the people that I was going for are avoidant attachment styles. Mm -hmm. And if you've read that book, you understand that that is literally the worst combination because all I would want, I'm kind of easy to please. I just need the validation. Like, tell me everything's going to be okay and I'll be okay. But if you do that to someone who's avoidant, then they think that you're being needy. So they won't give you, you know, that thing that you need, which is you're going to be okay. It's okay. We got this. They won't give it to you because they think you're being needy. And it's this constant circle of just absolute trauma cycle. Yes. Crazy. Wow. What a journey. I'm uh, one again. Congratulations. I'm so happy that you like you, you, I guess. Well, well, I'll circle back. I'm congratulations. I'm glad you were able to like get to that healthy um, relationship. Do you think like there was like a, a shift or something happened? Well, for you to kind of be in a place to like meet this, that kind of attachment or that kind of connection, um basically yeah how did you guys meet and like what sort of things yeah. happened to to lead to that yeah i think to be perfectly honest you know again i said i had so many relationships like i had never broken up with someone before i would and that's that's that deep rooted thing in me i just i don't know if it's validation or just i want to love so badly i want to be loved so badly that i would be the last you could treat me like absolute shit i'm sticking around and i would view that as like i'm a ride or die but really it's I have no self-respect. And before I met Sam, I was, I was finally in a relationship. It was actually, it was really nice. It was just not, not right. I think it was all of the the safe things that I had never really experienced before. And he is a beautiful person. I wish him nothing but the best, but there was just, you know, that, that spark that when you know, you know, and also when you, when you know that you don't know for sure, like it's definitely a, 
you know. And so for the first time I, but I was, I'm so nervous because I'm such a people pleaser, but I knew that he was amazing and he needs to be with another person. So I broke up with him. It was the first time I had ever broken up with anyone before. And it was kind of like the best thing that ever happened to me at that point, because it was so empowering. I was like, okay, you know, I obviously... I hurt someone and that made me feel so guilty, but it would have been worse if I would have just stuck around, you know? So it was the first time that I really stuck up for myself and kind of started to say, okay, well, that feeling was really shitty turning someone down and making someone feel bad. So I want to make sure that whatever I go into next, it's really intentional and mindful and I'm really being present. And it's not just me you know, cause this is what would happen with me. I, I would go on a first, first few dates with someone. And I got to be honest, I give an amazing impression on like the first two dates. I will convince that person that I'm the chill girl. I drink beer. I watch sports. Like it's all a lie. That is not me literally <laughs> at all, <laughs> but I would make these guys kind of fall in love with me. And then I would turn what I say is CGB crazy girl behavior. And then I would spiral. And then all of a sudden he's my boyfriend and then it's not a good match, but now I'm in it. So I'm going to commit to it. And it's just a, a whole sh- shit show. Um, yeah. But because of all of those experiences before I met Sam, I was like, okay, I, I'm finally in, in a good place. Like I know what I want. Now I've dated every single douchebag in New York City, all the F boys, all the mama's boys, all of the people that are 15 years older than me, 12 years old, 10 years older, a little bit younger than me. And now the nice guy, which was that previous guy, now I kind of know what I want. And as you said, I teach on Obey Fitness and I, I, it was, there was someone in class. Her name is uh, Jenna Jones, who you probably know Mm -hmm. just from. We love Jenna Jones. Yeah. One of the the, the OG queens, shout out Jenna, but (laughs) I had met Jenna before and we had a beautiful like DM relationship, but you know, mostly at that point talking about classes and, um, and stuff like that. Um, and she DM'd me one day saying something along the lines of like, you know, I know this is weird, but are you single? Because I think that I have someone for you. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, Oh God, like I have literally, you know, just gotten out of this relationship. Like I wasn't ready yet. And so I kind of was like, no, no, I'm good. And she kept following up, kept following up. And then finally she was like, you know, I've set up two other couples before. They're both married now. And here's a picture of this guy. Like, I wouldn't do this if, if it was, if I just thought he was anyone, you know, he's also from California and you have some similarities. And and I saw a picture of him and I'm like, sis, you should have, you should have led with that. Start with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, kind of the the rest is history. Wow. How like, well, I I would say serendipitous, but like, again, you did the work, right? You did the thing that you had never done before. And you found that sort of like peace for yourself of I'm going to choose me and I'm not going to like get into this, you know, any more trauma cycles and up and down kind of crazy relationships. Like I know what a good guy looks like now. I have a framework, like a, like a blueprint almost of like, okay, now that I know what I'm doing, I can kind of go forward from there. Um, I feel like that's a very similar place to where I'm at right now. It's like, I know I've known what this is for so long. And now that I know that this is not normal and this is not healthy, I have to start like putting the pieces together of like, what is that healthy, you know, secure kind of person. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Sam and, or specifically like the, the, the qualities that, um, you know, were uh, in line with like that kind of secure, healthy kind of relationship you were looking for? 
Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say before I, I get into that is that I truly like up until I met him in this relationship, like I just thought relationships aren't don't have to be like amazing, you know, like maybe that before I was like, maybe this is like kind of what it is. And no one's really that happy. And it's kind of all work and you make it work. And maybe people settle or the relationship behind closed doors isn't great. And so I had fully wrapped my head around like what I'm in right now. I didn't even know that that was possible. But about Sam, kind of like what I talked about before, but first of all, he is so present and he truly, truly listens. And that I did not know was a thing for men. And I would tell him stuff, like I would be so used to dating. And then, you know, you go on a date, you kind of tell your life story. And then the second date, like they're, they're asking you questions that they had already asked before. And you're like, buddy, like I already told you where I work. Like, what were you not listening the first time? Sam, from the beginning, I realized he was so special because he's so present and he would remember absolutely everything. Like I would tell him these tiny little details and he would remember it. Everything was so easy, especially in the beginning. It, that that quote, um, like if men want to, they will. It is so true. Like everything he would just set up, you know, there were no days where we wouldn't talk, but it wasn't obsessive. It was just him, you know, checking in, um, He's just such a gentleman and so kind and so annoyingly good at everything. Like he is that guy to the point yeah. where you're like, I'm gonna, I want to punch you in the face. Like what <laughs> can't you do? Like he's a skier. He has a motorcycle. Um, he just uh, hikes. He camps. He can snowboard. He's a wow. surfer. It's like, you're annoying. Like, stop. <laughs> like you're annoying and also he's gorgeous I always tell him like when I look at him I literally want to throw up because he's so handsome my mom <laughs> met him my mom was like I can't look at him in the eyes I'm like I totally get it um but but all of that aside and he's gonna like absolutely cringe when he hears that but it's just is he's the because he is the most humble person and the most kind person and he loves me it's crazy we were we were skiing uh two weekends ago and I am like a horrific skier which is hilarious because again the first two dates like I don't know if I'm ever gonna see him again you know so I'm yeah. just fully lying and he's like oh do you ski and I'm like oh yeah like I'm like <laughs> I'm a great skier meanwhile he does like jumps and turns yeah. and tricks and he's like oh like that's cool and then anyway I told him recently because now I'm like oh fuck I'm about to go skiing with this guy I have to kind of circle back and tell him that I'm not really a great skier just so you know and he was like, oh, yeah, like, I knew the whole time. I knew you were lying. Wow. But, you know, I let you have that. <laughs> but anyway, he's teaching me to ski. Good and man. he's being my, he's such a good man. He was being my ski instructor all day and so patient with me. And I, I was just, like, cussing him out and because I was so nervous. And he didn't take any of it personally. And then he skied down ahead of me because he was like, I want to get a video of you. Like, you're doing so amazing. I want you to see. And my mom was with me, too. So we were both, like, at the top of the hill. And he was down there. And my mom was like, oh, my God, Alex. Like, he loves you so much. Do you know what a great guy he is? And I just started sobbing. Which, by the way, I don't really cry. Like, I don't even really cry with sad stuff. Like, I'm a pretty strong person. I've definitely never happy teared in my life. Like, I didn't know that that was a legitimate thing. I was happy tears. Like, just sobbing. And I was like, I just love him so much. And I was like, I'm getting so emotional. And now my mom and I call it ski-motional. That's me being ski-motional. Oh. But... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he just, he's <laughs> like, I could talk about him for hours, but it's, we have truly 
again, another thing I didn't know really existed was I didn't think that I would really be friends like with my partner. I thought that that mm. would always be a separate thing. Like, you know, you're definitely going to call your partner first if exciting news happens. But I didn't know that you could have like a real legitimate friendship on top of being totally attracted and loving someone and being with them in that way too. And we mm. have both of those layers and that's what is just so special to me and I feel I feel so lucky because again if I could just tell that to Alex you know last year the year before many years ago like she would be like that's absolutely not true you know but I'm grateful for those experiences too but I have to now check myself because Sam knows I'm like I'm experiencing some CGB crazy girl behavior and he'll kind of talk talk me off the ledge but with him it just you know he can't he doesn't even like compute to him my my spiraling but that's okay. beautiful and that's you know what that is the definition for me of like a healing relationship right like i might not be totally over all of the things that i'm working through but i'm with somebody who you know understands and recognizes what those are and helps me in those moments to like move past it to to heal to console to everything right like so i'm still doing the work even in, in a relationship because i used to think that like Oh, I can't I can't get into that help, happy, healthy relationship until I fix all these things. And all of these things just seem to take forever to fix. So I guess I'm never going to be in a relationship. But the reality is, like, like you said, you know, the second we just make even just the slightest shift, like the universe or whatever kind of seems to just deliver us that person who's going to kind of help us in that process. So I'm so 100%. happy we were able to find that. Yeah, that's yeah, so incredible. I was listening to all of your other episodes and that question, like, how are you, you know, healing through love? And that's what, that's what made me think of that too. It's like, I, that's every day with me. And obviously most days now are, are much better. And, and, but sometimes like, you know, just recently, like I had a bit of a, a crazy girl, spooky girl behavior night. And we just talked about it and he talked me off the ledge. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God that's kind of like what that question was about. Like, this is me not only healing through love, but also learning and in turn healing and growing from it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And I think that that, that helps like with age too, you know, um, I don't know if I would have been able to have this exact relationship, like when I was like 22, you know, now I'm so much more mindful as I'm sure you are too. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yay! We're doing it, y'all. We're doing it out here. We're doing That's so it. great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do want to talk a little bit for a second about like your your work as a fitness instructor. Um, you know, the world of health, fitness, wellness. How does that do you how do you feel like that has impacted in any way your relationships or even like your relationship to yourself too? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for myself, I mean, it is it's obviously something that I always say this in class, like you don't have to be here. You get to be here, you know, mm -hmm. like what an amazing gift that you have. And that's a hundred percent true. But for me, like I also literally have to be there because it is my job, you know? Yeah. So I, I physically, <laughs> so I'm saying that. And as I'm saying that, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I, I literally have to be here. <laughs> um, but, but that being said, that phrase still is so true. Like it is such a gift to be able to move. And 
I am lucky that I was a dancer my entire life. You know, I was in musical theater. So it's always kind of been a part of, of me, like subconsciously. I didn't even really know that even as a kid, like I was getting that movement in and boosting that serotonin and I had no idea. So I think that especially now, I mean, it is, it's so important and it, it affects me in, in so many ways. And when I am showing up like for myself consistently, all I know is that whatever, regardless of the day that I'm having after I work out, I will feel better. Maybe that'll be just a little bit better. Maybe it'll be a lot better. Maybe it'll turn my entire mood around, but that consistently like showing up for yourself is so, so, so important. And that leads to things that maybe you don't even realize like confidence and confidence mm -hmm. is so important, especially when you are dating you know and it doesn't have to be just a physical thing and maybe for some people it is and you know what honestly that's okay if you want to look really sexy and if that's going to in turn help you inside and mental health amazing or maybe it's just you know physically oh I can lift these weights so I feel really good about myself but whatever it is for you I mean I think that that is so important and because I'm in this world it is important to me that a partner that I have also that we share that. I don't mm. know if that would be like a deal breaker because I do usually, well, now I, I have one type, which is Sam, but before him obviously had like a certain type. And that guy is definitely like going to CrossFit or going to, you know, <laughs> or working yeah. out. <laughs> I know that so, guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know if um, that would be a deal breaker for me if someone didn't just because I've never genuinely been in that situation. But for me, I'm, I'm definitely attracted to people that are showing up for themselves. Cause I think that that's, it's a sexy thing to do because it's a hard thing to do. Like, mm. even for me, I, I, you know, I, I get questions all the time. Like, how do you stay motivated? And I wish I could just be like, Oh, it's so easy. Like, no, it isn't like every, pretty much every single time I work out, I'm like, Oh, fuck my life. But again, I remind myself, okay, afterwards, I'm going to feel better. And I always do. So it's such an important ingrained um, part of me and definitely a huge part in my relationship because I've introduced him kind of to yoga. And that's another thing. Of course, Sam is like an amazing yogi. He's like, you know, I've never really Ooh. done yoga before. And he's like in a handstand. Does it for I'm the like, first time. just not? <laughs> this is what I teach. Can I be good at something? And then I'm <laughs> in yoga, which should be like all Zen. And I'm getting competitive, like looking over at him, wanting to like trip him, but it's fine. Um, but if you can share that with someone like a healthy yeah. habit, you know, I think that that's um, really amazing to have a hobby together. That's, that's a healthy hobby. It's awesome. So for yeah. me, in short, it's, it's pretty important to have that similarity with someone. Absolutely. And that's such a great tip too. I've never thought of like, I don't think I've ever really done that with a partner. I'm a very just active person in general from my day to day, but like, I, and I think for me, maybe I've internalized it as like that me time, right? Like I go, I'm there for just me to work out and like feel good. I'm not thinking about anybody else. And so then to consider a partner, like, I don't know, being a part of that, I've never really, never really thought of that before. I guess now, yeah, that's a good tip. That's a yeah. Good and it's a great, it's a great bonding experience. And obviously, you know, you don't have to do like absolutely everything together and Sam and I, I will totally do like obey from home and he will go to the gym and we have our workout separate, but yoga or just a class or a stretching class or whatever it is, like a few times a week, we get to share that. And it is pretty, it is great to, to have that healthy habit. And we're also obsessed with going to saunas and cold plunges. 
which is yeah. like really my thing. Oh, it's so great. And that's so yeah. great for like, yeah, your nervous system, like maybe your libido, right? Like all of those things that can yeah. just contribute to the relationship. So that's amazing. And um, I'm so happy that you guys have that together. Um, can you tell us a little bit? I mean, you've shared a lot of great things, but like what what do you think has been your hardest lesson from love? My hardest lesson is probably, I think there's honestly a few, but just learning that you can't really change people. Like if you're in a good relationship, obviously you're going to compromise and there's going to be work and of course, but you can't change a full human being. And that was one of the habits that I really had to figure out how to break. And I'm lucky that I met Sam who didn't really need that much changing, you know, but I would be attracted to these guys that on paper are giving me every single red flag in the world, but I would find the one thing like, oh, they texted me once or they sent me, they didn't respond to my past 20 texts, but they sent me a meme. They must love me, you know, and then I, I would hold on to those things. And I think that that's, um, that's like a sense of comfort for people. Cause I, I don't think that I'm alone in that. I have some friends that, you know, experienced um, situations like that as well. But I remember, oh my, I had so many bad, bad habits. I, I was telling Sam this recently, but I remember that in a, a couple relationships ago, I was texting a guy, AKA like I was mostly initiating and they were like kind of just giving me crumbs. And then it was Wednesday and they said something like, oh yeah, like, you know, maybe Friday we can get together, but never really followed up. And it was just a maybe, but I hear that in my head and I have plans. I remember on that Friday with friends, canceled them. Like I now I am hopeful that this guy will follow up. Wednesday night comes nothing. Thursday comes nothing. Friday comes nothing. I didn't want to be the one to initiate because at that point I had initiated a few times before, but he said maybe Friday. So in my head, I'm like, I'm still hopeful. I got all dressed up. There was no plan yet. I, as I'm telling this, I'm like, oh my God, what a loser. <laughs> I? But I got all dressed up and I had my tiny little studio apartment on my sofa, which was basically like, like 12 inches long. And I was just sitting there like praying, praying 6 PM come 7 PM, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 at like 1 AM. Like I showered. Cause I was like, you know what, whatever I'm going to bed. And then I think he actually ended up texting me at like 2 AM or something, which obviously I didn't go over, but yeah, those, it, that's just one tiny example of, um, that you can't, you can't change someone, you know, you have to have self respect. And I always think about, I would like to think that I give at least decent advice. Cause I am the girl in the friend group that people come to for dating advice. And it's funny. Cause at that time I would be doing all these terrible habits, but then I would tell you, like, if you told me you did that, I'd be like, Olivia, never again, like delete his number. This man is not for you. I would be hyping up all of my friends, but then really behind closed doors, I'm canceling plans and just waiting for guys. Um, and it's all a reflection of self-respect. So yeah, that's, that's, that's one of, one of the, the hardest lessons I've learned is that 
you know, you've got to, again, believe people when they're showing you their true colors and not, don't take it personally. It probably has nothing to do with you. It's where they are at in their life. They could maybe in a couple of years be a great partner to someone else. And that is maybe hard to hear, but again, it has nothing to do with you. You know, it's, it's, it's them right now for whatever reason, they don't want a relationship with you. And I'm, I'm talking to my, my old self, but, um, yeah, that was a difficult lesson to learn. Ugh, but that's such a great point. And, you know, uh, yeah, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, all of that is exactly what I would say. Like, you're, the change is, not, is definitely not in the other person. It's in you first and foremost, right? And even when we do begin to do that shift and that change to say, okay, well, I'm not going to cancel plans. I'm going to keep doing the things that I'm doing. You start to see like, wait, this person is not it for me. And the attraction even lessens, like you start meeting people that are appropriate for you. Like all of these things start to change because you've just done that inner thing. So I definitely think that, yeah, like the change is not in the other person. It's in yourself and hundred percent. Yeah. Also because like you, I, I have listened to so many dating podcasts, you know, and, and a common theme is like, keep your life, like keep your friends don't yes. this this person that you're dating right now isn't like the end-all be-all if it works out amazing if not you're gonna be fine like don't I would raise the stakes so much you know I would cancel plans with all of my friends and I would I would keep days open just in hopes that they would text me and actually that's who would want to be with with someone like that you know I mm -hmm. it, so when you say like the change comes within you it's so true and it's so important keep your plans keep your friends be a good friend don't be that girl who you know gets a boyfriend and then all of a sudden doesn't respond to anyone ever again which again was totally 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 me mm -hmm. um so yeah and that's again a more attractive more whole more like fulfilled person someone that's doing their thing and you know you can see them around their schedule you don't have to be a bitch about it but mm -hmm. you have a busy life that's fulfilling and beautiful and that is a really attractive sexy thing yeah alex at home in her apartment <laughs> just not waiting so and hopes not, not so, so much <laughs> <laughs> i love it well my last question you kind of did already answer but if you have any other insight around it um how do you feel like you heal through love i feel like i am currently healing through love every single day by by retraining my brain to realize that I deserve a healthy relationship. I had, I didn't really realize that before. Cause like I said, I thought, oh, maybe this is just it. You know, you kind of are, are treated poorly and called bad names and, and that's okay, you know, but, but that is not okay. And now in my current relationship, I'm learning that you can heal through love. You can retrain your brain to realize that you deserve that because that's exactly what, what you deserve, what I deserve, what, what everyone deserves, especially if you're being a, a kind person and an empathetic person, like you deserve this beautiful love. So I'm learning that and healing through love absolutely every single day by being treated well, which should be that should be the bare minimum for you, you know, and then everything above that is, is amazing and, and, and gorgeous, but just don't, don't forget that in the meantime, that, that, that's what you deserve 100%. So that's what I'm, I'm learning and healing at the same time. 
Beautiful. Amazing. Alex, this has been just a wonderful, wonderful discussion. And, and again, I'm so happy for you. Um, congratulations. Um, maybe we could like do another episode down the line, like after the wedding to see how things are evolving. Um, but this has been just so wonderful to hear from you. So thank you so much for your time. I love you so much. Thank you. And I would love to do a part two anytime. Thank you awesome. so much for having me on. And again, I'm so proud of you. You are you're meant for this and you're meant for greatness and you are just the catch of all the mother flipping <laughs> catches. I love you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all so much for joining me today on another episode of Healing Through Love. As always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, feel free to reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media. If you head to the show notes of today's episode, you'll find links and more information about today's guest. Thank you all so much for your continued support and look forward to updating you soon. Bye.